welcome to another episode of Doc Kennedy Live. Glad you're here. If you could please subscribe, uh, you know, do whatever, share, comment, five-star review, all of that helps. I hate having to reiterate this every episode, but it is what's necessary to help this show grow. And I really appreciate your help in all of that. Uh, This is going to be a quick episode because it is 12.30 p.m. I'm tired. And uh, unfortunately, my wife set me up with a dentist appointment tomorrow, which is just the worst. You know, just the worst. There's a reason that that line of work has the highest suicide rate of any profession in the country. It's because they are so disliked by their customers. (laughs) You know, there's a reason that most of us are not dentists. It probably starts and ends with, you know, at some point you're going to really, really want to kill yourself. (laughs) I don't know. God bless them. Anyway, I get to go tomorrow. Yay. I tried to talk my wife out of it tonight and she said no. And uh, you know what? I'm not going to argue because I already tried to argue and it didn't work. So... (laughs) Anyway, uh, what's going on today? You know, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was back in the news, and this kid is not going away. I know y'all wanted him to be put away, but he is not going away. (laughs) Had this interview with Tucker Carlson, which was great. And you know, the best part, I think, is that people got to see that he's a kid, for crying out loud. Kid that loved his community was trying to do what was best there, you know, and just help. How, you know, so many people staying home and he wanted to go out and help and gets in this jam where some people were literally trying to kill him. He did what he had to in self-defense and, you know, he was absolutely right when he said, this was not about him. This was about our right to defend ourselves. Spot on. Absolutely spot on, but also glad for him because had it gone the other way, this young man would be facing years in prison needlessly. There's something else that popped in that interview. He talked about his, his first lawyers, Lynn Wood and John Pierce. And he said, you know, Lynn Wood and John Pierce caused him to be in jail for 87 days. And then I went and listened to Robert Barnes, who ended up being a lawyer. I don't know for how long for Kyle. He was for a little bit. And he explained in further detail how John Pierce was really the one that John Pierce took 400 grand from Kyle's funds. Not cool. Not cool. Especially when you're presenting yourself as fighting for, uh, you know, really kind of presented himself as pro bono. That's how it came across. And apparently that was not the case. Now, Lynn Wood's getting thrown under the bus too. And according to Robert Barnes, Lynn Wood did what he could. And they made it sound in the interview like Lynn Wood took all the money. And that's not the case. Lynn Wood helped raise the 200 or the $2 million necessary for Bill, which was totally, I mean, over the top. This was self-defense, but since they decided to charge murder, 
it was a two million dollar bail and uh they got that and and did that through crowdsourcing mostly uh people like mike lindell gave fifty thousand dollars you know different people like that that have the ability to give big chunks they did so but um you know, in the interview, it made it sound like Lynn Wood had taken the bulk of the money, and that's simply not true. So uh, I think that stuff will get sorted out as the days come. But, you know, for someone like John Pierce, you know, if you were taking advantage of people, and Kyle said, you know, he made it very clear that John Pierce told the media that he was part of a, a militia. Well, that wasn't true. <laughs> you know, that's not true at all. So he caused more trouble for Kyle and took his money. So John Pierce, not a good dude. And then, of course, in, uh, it's not Kenosha. Now I can't remember the name. Daggone it. The suburb outside Milwaukee where the tragedy unfolded last night, uh, some lunatic decided to, destroy people's holidays and uh, unfortunately so far five people have died and uh, we really got to be praying for people in the hospital because more people are, are really on the brink and uh, it's just sad but i'll tell you what man i was so irritated this morning fake news man these people are are despicable how do they sleep at night knowing that they're spreading lies on a constant basis. But they started this rumor that the driver, Mr. Brooks, the guy who intentionally killed these people, that he was trying to get away from a knife fight. Really? <laughs> That's the best you could come up with. That he was running away from a knife fight, driving away from a knife fight, and, you know, just happened to run over 40 people. It, and that was from the Washington Post. So, <laughs> oh, these folks. Ugh. Lord says we're supposed to forgive. It's really hard. I don't like liars. Liars are my least favorite people in the world. That and murderers. But <laughs> liars I have to deal with a lot more in person, you know. Uh, I I just can't stand that. You know, imagine our world. I was thinking about this today. Imagine our world if people were honest. Would things look different? Absolutely. For the better, you bet. Will they? No. <laughs> no. So, it is what it is. I'll tell you a little bit about my struggles with social media. So, you know, I started uh, TikTok uh, by the recommendation of a friend, Brock Douglas. Uh, you should check out his TikTok. He's doing some awesome stuff on there. I think he's got over 100,000 followers. You know, he's got a nice big fat account. And uh, I started gaining some traction last year. Now, it, I wasn't doing as much comedy on it. I'll be honest, on that on that channel, it was a lot more political. Uh, you know, but a year ago, we were definitely in the thick of things. And uh, I wasn't finding any stages anyway. So, <laughs> you know. It's okay to take a little break and uh, go after the things that you need to. But uh, I had this nice account going, you know, and I 
sprinkle in some funny stuff. I, I got some funny videos on there, but there were also videos that were just, uh, I'll tell you about the one that got me censored. Um, I got up to over 18,000 followers, which was nice. And uh, had a video of Rand Paul ripping Fauci a new one. Uh, it went viral. And that was the, that turned out to be a bad deal for me. Because <laughs> that video hitting 1.4 million views, uh, it got the attention of people at TikTok. And they didn't give me any warning. They didn't say anything. They just... Be, uh, well, the way that I describe it is they turned off the faucet. So what would have, you know, usually gotten at least 5,000 views on a basic video now gets maybe a hundred, you know, uh, a really good video now will get a thousand views and it's not right. It's not right, but it is what it is. So I started another account and I'm trying to do just more comedy it, there's definitely some political stuff in there because I like talking about the news. I like talking about what's going on in our world. I find my jokes. I mean, my my introduction to loving comedy really began with The Tonight Show in the 1990s. I would turn on The Tonight Show to watch the monologue before I'd go to bed, get up early, go to school. I wanted to watch the monologue because I thought the jokes were outstanding. I loved the writing. I loved the setup punch. And you see a lot of that in my own comedy. I love setup punch and I love going after things that, you know, most other comics aren't going after, you know, because they are divisive things, but they're only divisive because some people are stuck in a rut of lies and other people like it because they know it's the truth. So, I don't have a problem with that. You know, I I wish more comedians would do the, you know, Chappelle, of course, is the gold standard of this, but going after the things that we're told that we're not supposed to. You know, it's okay. Take on those things. If we all take it on, then, you know, it, you know the world's going to look totally different when people are able to laugh at the things that they are told that they can't laugh at. That's part of the spiritual battle too. And I'm getting a little emotional. I, and I, and I, I just love comedy and I love everything that comedy has done for my life. You know, uh, just having the opportunity, like, you know, I've, I've had brief interaction with Jimmy Brogan. Jimmy Brogan was a writer on the tonight show when I was that young guy turning on the TV and, and listening to those jokes and loving those jokes so much, you know, having these opportunities means so much to me and, and it hasn't been easy coming back from a shutdown and, and having a, a baby and uh, doing the family thing, it hasn't been easy. But I'm going to keep pushing, keep working, you know. And, and I can only do the things that my brain says that's funny. 
And I find people that think the same way. You know, I don't need everybody and their dog to like me. That's not my goal. My goal is to just bring laughs to the people that are willing to laugh at the stuff that makes me laugh. Because that's all I have to offer. I can't try to be a people-pleasing comic, you know. And God bless them. I know plenty of them, and they do well. That's the hard part, is those comics, they tend to work more than the comics like me. That's the sacrifice. But I can't pretend to be someone I'm not, you know. I heard Jerry Seinfeld say it years ago. And when I say years ago, this was actually recording from uh, early 80s. But he said comedy is an exploration into the self. And that's exactly what it is. So when I'm talking about my comedy, I'm talking about me. I'm talking about me as a whole. Because he went on to talk about how, you know, when, when you get deep into yourself and really allowing yourself to be yourself. You know, I, I did stuff at the last show because I, I've, uh, I've got my Mount Rushmore of comedy and every one of these comics, I learn valuable, valuable tools that I use in my own act. And one of these comics is Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman was absolutely fearless in just the best ways. He didn't care. He didn't care what anybody thought. <laughs> and really, he was going out there to make himself laugh. And, uh, you know, there's value in that. And there's, I don't want to be just that, though. You know, I want to be the person who, uh, as Michael Jr., uh, you know, I'll talk about this some other time. Michael Jr. says that, uh, you know, having that epiphany of uh, giving people the opportunity to laugh. And that's what I want to do. You know, I definitely want people to laugh more than I'm like, oh, well, you know, that's your fault. You didn't get that. You know, I don't want to have jokes like that. I want, you know, I want to be killing on a regular basis. Uh, but, you know, you know, maybe we should switch that. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. But at the same time, you know, so uh, I'm kind of rambling here. But being being yourself, and I guess I'm kind of talking to the comics too. The more you can just be yourself, the better off you're going to be, I believe, in the long run. Because this is a long run thing. It's... Again, another Seinfeld quote, this is not a sprint, it's a marathon. And so, you know, just be yourself. Don't try to be someone else. You know, the world already has Chappelle. And now they have Doc Kennedy. Not as many people know about Doc, but some do. And, uh, you know, I'm doing what I can to, really, I just want to work. That's all I want to do. And that's all any comic should want to do. I, I have no interest in fame. If I need that to get where I'm going, so be it. But really, I, I just want to work. I, I love being in front of a fresh crowd and bringing laughs. You know, and that's what it's about.
So I've kind of rambled here a little bit and, and really I don't have a final destination. <laughs> so, uh, I don't even remember where we started. I, I, I just, uh, appreciate what laughter can do. You know, it really is a key to bringing people together. And, uh, you know, so with what I'm doing and it is a little bit more divisive, you know, I try to make sure that they understand uh, something that I heard from Norm Macdonald recently, another person on my Mount Rushmore of comedy. Um, and I'm gonna have to talk about Norm here in a, a episode all of its own. But uh, I, I heard a uh, conversation that he was having with someone where he said the value of smiling that he felt like being able to smile was worth more than the jokes. That's not going to make sense to a lot of folks. But I tried it out the last show I did. And that's the show I killed <laughs> that, that I talked about recently. And uh, there's so much value in that. And I'll tell you what, there's a local comic here in Nashville, Aaron Weber. Aaron Weber has the greatest smile I've ever seen a comic have. And it services Aaron so well because it takes his likability, which he's already a likable comic and a likable person. But when he just smiles, you know, barriers come down. And then he's able to talk about you know, whatever he wants. Now he's, you know, he, he's not doing super touchy subjects at all, but he's doing whatever he wants because the audience loves him. You know, he's got that teddy bear quality. And, uh, that's just one of the things I love about Aaron. He's a great guy. Uh, but, um, man, I don't even know where I'm going with that. Anyway, we're just growing and learning, changing, you know, um, yeah, I just want to encourage you. You know, I, I've said before, be yourself. Unless you're a jerk, be someone else. <laughs> it's not a bad thought. You know, maybe we should end the show on that line. You know, I've been looking for something to close the show on. Be yourself. Unless you're a jerk, then be someone else. <laughs> so again, yeah, if you could share this, rate, subscribe, review, all that jazz. You don't know how much it means to me because I am putting in a lot of work here and uh, just trying to uh, provide something. Hopefully you're learning something here. You know, tonight you learned a little bit about comedy. You learned about some people that are screwing young kids trying to take their money uh, and not literally screwing. But uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, hopefully you're learning something, you know. If you got questions, feel free to email doccannedy at gmail.com. Glad to uh, take up your questions and uh, talk about them. You know, that's, uh, you know, if you have a question that you would love to hear my take on, uh, do that. Email or reach out through social media. I'm glad to tackle whatever subject you have on your heart or on your mind. And, uh, man. This is going to be an awesome Thanksgiving. I hope you get lots of food. Uh, t let's see here. Tomorrow. I guess tomorrow I'll be talking about my dentist visit. Ugh. <laughs> oh, well. It's all good. And uh, it'll make my wife happy. 
And as my dear friend Jeff Allen says, happy wife, happy life. And uh, sometime I'll have Jeff on to talk about that and the controversy that comes with that. (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah, let's just go ahead and close the show with be yourself. Unless you're a jerk, then be someone else. Oh, 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 oh